into uh, the ec- <laughs> Shall we start try that, that again? Yeah. <laughs> try that again. Welcome everyone to Exo Friends, the Exo Squad podcast on the Outer Millennial Network. I am David Hoyt, as always joined by my two co-hosts, Kayvon Fashami and Lexi Decoding. Woo! Yay. Actually, and now, not just Lexi Decoding. <laughs> say Do- it, Doctor Lexi. <laughs> Woo! Congratulations! Congrats! I yes. like like I knew I knew it was coming, but it's always one of those things where like I'm too afraid to ask because <laughs> <laughs> you because you don't want to hear the bad answer and you don't want to make the person feel bad by telling you the bad answer and bringing it up, right? Like even yeah. though I was 100 percent certain you would get it. <laughs> I know. Well, I haven't posted about it on social media, so I guess it's not official. Oh, um, uh, okay. It's not real yes. until you do. It's not real until you do it on social media, which is dumb, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am a doctor. I have some revisions to do. I technically only graduate in August, according to the university, but in all in all practical manners, I am a doctor of the internet. <laughs> Indeed. Do- doctor really. Doctor DeConing, uh, master of alliteration in their name and title. <laughs> Exactly. Indeed. Woo! Yes. So I am yeah. now fully Same. qualified to critique this episode. <laughs> how how how, rel- how relieved are you to be done with it? Oh, uh, very relieved. I think in some ways it still hasn't hit me, and now like the prospect of extreme unemployment is looming. So that's you know like just a fun follow up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, for now, I'm trying to just enjoy uh, not caring about much. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> I too enjoy not caring about much. It's yeah. the only way to live, honestly. <laughs> uh, kind of like the animators for this episode. Uh, oh my god! Or is this like <laughs> the worst episode of this entire show? Like, I feel like I always have to preface <laughs> preface talking about this shit with, "I'm not an animator. Yes. This job is probably pretty hard." But wow, this episode was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, I have um. I have some screen caps. Uh, I um I want to share. Uh, just to kind of start us off. Yes, we're not animators, uh, of course. Um, give me just a moment to. Get we this are bit people fine. who have watched a lot of animation, and I think that gives us at least some. You know, it's like having a, you know, a degree in English or media studies. It gives you <laughs> qualification to critique other people's work. Right. Well, like you, you, you can easily watch a couple of episodes in a row and be like, "Good, good, good." Fire ship, good, good, good. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, like, it's and noticeable. And they brought in the D team because, like, yes, again, I'm not an animator, um, etc. But like, there are some just absolutely atrocious, um, just like, hang on, let me see if I can get this picture. Why is this not posting? Uh, my goodness, my apologies. Um, nevertheless, there are some moments in this where it's just like, it's basic mistakes. Like this picture of JT Marsh where he doesn't have a nose. He looks like a fish person. Yeah, (laughs) he's got like the Innsmouth look. He's like transforming into a deep one. (laughs) How is that a thing? Like literally there is a scene in this episode where he goes flying past, noseless, <laughs> like, basic stuff. 
Uh, well, also, also the mysterious case of Barca's disappearing goatee and mustache. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, Some really just, I mean, bizarre choices. There was also this moment. Uh, let me see here. With like, um, what's his face, Hollis, where he's like inexplicably like shat. He's got like a shadow behind him that's projected on nothing. Yeah, and yeah. Someone, someone did not do a good idea, a good job of photographing that animation cell. Yeah. Also, or like, oh, go ahead. Or, or like that was meant to be used against a different background where maybe he was standing against a wall. Right. But like, e- but like you can see it on the e-frame too. Like, yeah. I mean, also, also that gun. That, that's just a butt. right like it looks we should post these for our listeners just so they can see them but like it yeah also i don't know if you noticed but he definitely has a camel toe there which is rad like i'm here for it i'm just saying like that's a camel toe (laughs) like there's no question this it's just so i have a theory about this episode that's come to me uh just as we finished watching it this morning I wonder if they finished, wrapped up the series, and then someone was like, oh, shit, we don't have an episode where we dealt with Barca. We totally <laughs> I feel forgot. like they forgot about <laughs> yeah, it. I swear <laughs> to God, that's exactly what happened, and they rushed it out. Because uh, they were like, oh, we just, because, like, nothing of consequence happens in this episode. You could completely wipe this episode from the rest of the show, and it wouldn't matter except for the detail of doing dealing with Barca. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they, and so they, I think they were just like, well, we got to shoehorn something in here really quick. It can't like, it can't muck with the story we've already put together, probably already started working on even. Um, and we just have to shoehorn in an episode really quickly and we'll just wrap it up but, in the dumbest way possible. But on top, on top of that though, like this is, this is, this almost seems out of place in the timeline mm-hmm. of the series. Mm. Because like it, it shows off the under like the very beginning of discovering the underground facility in Mars, um, and like they also introduce this character. Uh, I think her name's Commander DeSoto. Yeah. Yes. Who like seems like a really cool character, but then just blip, done. Like yeah. She's dead. Yeah. Rip, rip DeSoto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but for real, though, it's just kind of yeah, right? And it just feels like. This was an afterthought, and they were like, "Okay, we need somebody cool, Desoto, whatever." And somebody like put a little thought and effort into her, but, ugh. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna know. make it's... I'm gonna make an academic analogy here. This is like when you've written most of your paper, or you've like written the whole paper, and you realize you're about like 500 words short, so you just like cobble together like a total bullshit paragraph somewhere in the middle, and mm-hmm. hope no one's gonna notice. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, so... your teacher will notice. <laughs> So I remember getting to grad school and like still seeing like this paper must be at least 10 pages long. Yes. On my on my assignments. And like at some point I just stopped doing that. And I'd be like like the the the, the most egregious example was they're like this needs to be like 7 pages long and I turned in a 3-page paper and they gave me like 100% weird and but then i kept like testing that and it kept working and i'm like either you're not reading this 
or my paper is so good it doesn't matter, I'm willing to bet you're just not reading this. That is highly probable. Yeah, um, honestly. My answer would be, I've always believed that if you can say something in a more concise and direct way and still get the point across and not waste my fucking time with, like, 2,000 words of bullshit, I, that is an A in itself. Like, I don't care. And that's, but the and thing that's is, most of the time for. you need to reach the page count, which is, again, to the K1's point, though, this, like, this episode was like, did they need an extra episode? Like, yeah. for, for the, like, this, this, I don't know. I don't know how TV works, but, like, maybe they were, like, contractually obliged to have, like, X number of episodes, and so this was one of those, like, let's just, like, what if, put this in there. I swear, I, th I swear they <laughs> forgot about Barca. I'm telling you. They're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, we gotta do something with him. Because it just what, seems what if, like it's such a lame ending for him, too. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it as we get across the episode, but it's, like, for, for a guy who you set up to be so slimy... And so gross, and he like kills Jubail. He does all this stuff, and then the story kind of moved away from those arcs for a while, and we like hadn't checked in with him in ages. And like, I just feel like this is such a lame ending for that that storyline that I just I feel like this was appended on later, because it also, you know, last we saw everybody, I guess they did get off of Earth, right? Yeah, they left, but like we saw yeah. last saw them on Earth. There's no like kind of you know, sort of unpacking what happened with the monster Neo Sapiens and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like this this whole arc could have been like three or four episodes long. It could have been cool. Yeah. But it wasn't. Like. <laughs> At all. Like, this is, I think, a rare... This might be the only example of, I think, just like an, an unequivocally stinker of an episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're gonna get it, so it is much definitely hate the mail. worst. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> so actually, yeah, I mean, like, the people that do listen to this and do, you know, the few of you who do interact with us online, like, what do you think of this episode? Do you, did, I mean, is it, is this the one bad? Is this the exception that proves the rule? <laughs> tell us. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we're gonna tell you our thoughts. We're gonna spend the next 30 minutes tearing this episode to shreds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shreds. <laughs> oh, because it is bad. Well, shall we? Yeah, I see you yes. like, don't even have that many notes for this. I know. Like, I was watching it, making the notes, and I'm, well, I'm not going to lie. I might have been a little under the influence, but I mean, <laughs> even still, like, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the, the episode's called Fireship because it burns down real fast. Is that a good joke? No, it, <laughs> it wasn't. Works. It's I terrible. Mean, it's a joke on par. It's, it's the kind of joke uh, an episode of this caliber deserves. Exactly, and that joke was written. That joke was brought to us by Edens and Wachtel. No, I'm kidding. They didn't oh. write it, but they wrote this episode. And like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's there's just there's just a good draft somewhere of this episode from those two, or but a story behind they, it. I hope. Yeah. 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 Like they they wrapped up season two. They were on their way out to like go on a vacation with their families or something. It was like, no, I have to write this. So like, poor Edens is like, you know, in the Caribbean somewhere with his family, like fixing to enjoy his time, and like this to spend the first day of his vacation cranking out this absolute turd. It it almost would have been better if they did like a uh, like a uh, famous example of this is the GI Joe movie from the 80s mm -hmm. like because because they got so much hate for killing optimus prime in the transformers movie <laughs> when they tried to kill duke like the old leader of the gi joes they added a throwaway line right before the credits 
of someone saying, "Hey, Duke woke up from his coma. He's okay." <laughs> like, what if, what if in some later episode they had been like, "Yeah, that uh, that that pirate fleet with with Barca at the helm just got obliterated by Neo Sapiens." Well, the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, too too bad, too bad that guy died. Shame. <laughs> shame uh justice for jubail um anyways <laughs> we uh we 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 open up with um an, a random neo sapien driving out to a remote region of mars taking some kind of seismic readings by um, blowing a bunch of stuff up yeah like uh, it, it seems like his scientific method is to is to put a giant bomb in the ground and see what see what the vibrations reveal, which I think is actually like a real method of study in that yeah. field. But yeah, don't they do that me. in Tremors? Yeah, yeah I, I can't. No, I don't know. I can't remember what the she seismologist does. Yeah, with the leg hair, but she's like, yeah, doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Fred Ward also, who passed away recently. Uh, anybody? Who's yeah, a I just saw that. Diehard Tremors person and or. A uh, long-forgotten 1980s action film that is fantastic called The Adventures of Remo Williams. Uh, if you can get past the fact that a uh, white guy plays a uh, Korean man in it, uh, not not Mickey Rourke levels of bad, but still, or not Mickey Rourke, <laughs> Mickey, uh, what's his name, Mickey Rooney? Rooney? Yeah, yeah Mickey Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> levels of bad, uh, but still, classic film, R.I.P. Fred Ward. Uh, anyway, back to the episode. All right. so we, we're, we're trying to talk about anything except this episode. Let's We're going to stay on task today. <laughs> it it's so All right. bad. All There's right. a Neosapien. He's doing seismology. <laughs> he, 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 the readings he gets, like, alarms him, and he, like, runs away. And then next, like, very instant cut over to a pirate ship named the Cobra, where Able Squad is being briefed by uh, someone named Commander DeSoto, uh, about these readings that this Neo Sapien got. We don't learn how she got them, like whether that Neo Sapien gave them to her. She's like, we got this. And there's this huge, mysterious underground facility on Mars, and we have to go figure out what it is. Yeah. I think she mentions at one point briefly that, like, our agent or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, But that's it. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I think you're just kind of left to put two and two together there. Yeah, unless that's resolved in a later episode. I don't think we ever find out anything about this agent. Um, I do no. not think so. <laughs> no. Uh, it, 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 this is the beginning of you know, what we were talking about before. Some of just like the really bad animation errors where like Barca shows up with a completely bare face. Yeah. And he looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> there are just some like absolutely bizarre moments here. There's a bunch of, yeah, and it's just, like, weird faces of, like, JT at various points, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Typhonus overseeing Mars from his headquarters, which I don't know if they labeled where the headquarters actually was, but it's in some body orbiting Mars. Uh, and he's preparing a trap for the exofleet. The, the Cobra is getting ready for the mission to scout this uh, underground facility, well, and then and able squad launches and then like also a bunch of other unseen exo squads launch like we don't really get we don't really get to see them until Typhonus springs his trap and begins fighting the exo troopers uh and like it was a really hard to follow but like also like really good in some ways like Bronsky yeah. shows off some really sick moves the casually murders like eight Neo sapiens. Yeah, he's doing like backflips and, and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, I feel like a backflip is Bronski's signature move at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think so. From his like Um, his lesser known days as a gymnast. (laughs) Oh man. Well, I'll talk about I'll talk about it later. I I started playing the video game and recording a let's play, and I have some things to say. Excellent. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Um, to Typhon. So if Typhonus attacks, uh, this fight is really brutal. Like it has, like this episode has a really high body count. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we get great call signs. Mother Hen to Anaconda, which I think <laughs> is like Nara's call sign. I'm not sure who's like. I think Mother Hen is the um, is DeSoto. I think that's like the the main base ship. Whatever. I think like that's command. And Anaconda yeah, and, is um is uh exo squad but uh, like i remember anaconda from like the one episode where she's like trying to get in touch with james and she keeps saying anaconda to rising star yes. oh that's right yes, that's yes, right yes. Yeah. i think that's her code name <laughs> sick i hear she also doesn't want none unless she got buns hun that's right that's right <laughs> anyway <laughs> little uh little sir makes a lot there for our older listeners um this there, there's also a pirate that you can see next to admiral DeSoto who looks like a recolored george from the australia episode yes <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I... everything about the what i call them like npc like just the, the random background characters in this episode they're all kind of weird looking like recycled versions of other characters we've seen before the only one who stands out is like a lady pirate later on but we'll talk about it when we get there yeah um and we again we just get this more of this brutal fight where like the ex all all the other extra troopers are like trying to run away and able squad's like no fuck that we're going down to mars and like we see this display and it looks like at least from DeSoto's response like all of the all everyone except able squad is killed yeah yeah. 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 There's like a scene where it's kind of like I can't decide if it's awkwardly done or not, but we have a shot of her watching the uh, I'm assuming like their radar or whatever. And then it just shows her with like a really weird look on her face. She just like it, I think she like she's supposed to look perturbed, but she looks like she um, just pooped herself or something. <laughs> it's just like a weird look. But then we see the uh, then that's overlaid over top of like a bunch of E frames getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, we also get to see, like, a little bit of showcase of, like, Maggie's chain lightning. She's actually using it pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex, like, super electric storm thing. Yeah. Um, that prompted it, a conversation with us, too, where it was like, could you imagine if this was, if we got, like, the adult live-action remake, what that scene would have looked like? And it'd probably just mm-hmm. be, like, a bunch of Neo Sapiens just bursting. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Exploding just, in like, space. Like, having having an intense moment of, uh, of like getting hit by a taser, but then just kind of melting. Like, right. Um, we definitely deserve the, uh, we deserve a, um, live action adult remake of this. For sure. Uh, the, uh, even though able squad makes it down to Mars, they, they like fight in the Canyon. Maggie suit gets disabled and Rita has to like carry her, out of the out of the thing and they decide to return back to the cobra so like just this totally nonsense like fly down get ambushed fly back down to mars kill the people who pursued you then fly back through all the violence that i guess like the neo sapiens left because they thought they killed everyone i don't know 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This didn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. Just like okay, they're on Mars now. We'll. I, I think more evidence for the. This was hastily done for whatever yeah. reason. This was this was very much a slap together episode. Uh, although I will point out uh, when we were doing our favorite episodes, when I said, uh, you know, I think like Maggie or Rita having a hand on her E frame is a thing that I always really appreciated, and it is in mm -hmm. this episode when she like ties Maggie's E frame up and then like carries it out with the hand. Yeah. Super useful. Crucial. <laughs> Gotta have it. Yeah. Um, so, like, Able Squad makes it back. Uh, JT is now talking to DeSoto. Like, they're, they're in two separate ships. Uh, JT, Able Squad, and Barca are on one, and DeSoto, along with well, whoever she's flying with, are on another. George, too. And G. JT's like, there must, be a, there must be a traitor. And <laughs> as soon as he says that, her ship fucking explodes. Goodbye, DeSoto. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Neither did I. Like, glad we got that one minute with you. Um, right. Uh, and Barca, of course, at this point, reveals that he was the traitor all along, and him and his men capture JT, and then, like, a pretty good but, uh, like, fascinating sequence of the pirates capturing the rest of Able Squad, but not shooting them to kill? Yeah, I set, I set phasers to stun, I guess. And and I can't for the life of me figure out why. Like me, uh, unless unless Barca is trying to bring JT and Marsala back alive, that's the only reason I can think. Of. But they put them on the 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 so-called fire ship. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> you no could've... sense, no sense to be had here. We're oh, just gonna yeah. stop trying. Yeah. yeah, but I gotta, I gotta stop trying to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, because, because otherwise this whole episode is just gonna be me being like, "What?" I do want to say though, there were some really funny, like you said, there's like a sequence of scenes here where they kind of show like different random pirates going around like capturing Able Squad, and there's one scene where like a door opens and you see two pirates, and then it immediately cuts to like another door opening, assumedly right across from the first <laughs> door, and like Bronski and Kaz walk out like. Whoa. And then another fantastic scene where I think it's like Masala, Nara, Alec, and Maggie, I believe, are all like just drinking soda or something out of cans in like a locker room, it looks like. They're just like hanging. I don't know. Like for a second, there, it looks like a Pepsi commercial. And then like, yeah, a bunch of pirates come in and just shoot them. And they all get like hit directly on the chest multiple times. But I guess they all just fall down and... Yeah, Mar yeah, Marsala is, like, literally pushing against the beams. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, but, it, but Nara makes it out uh, because she's a badass. Because she and, does, like, an amazing uh, flying kick through the air for about 10 meters into it, a pirate it, and then runs away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like, she's, 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 Nara is quite often the the very underrated most capable member of the squad yes <laughs> like um and it's it's all it's all that it's all that farm work like she's got the strength of 30 30 humans or something um seriously and venus has like heavier gravity doesn't it oh yeah oh you think she you think it's like some super saiyan shit she, where like yeah she's she's trained in 10 times normal gravity so she had so she's like super strong her bones are way Maybe. denser like yeah all that stuff yeah she's probably she's probably unbreakable honestly she would she would actually be like eight feet tall if she wasn't on venus like yeah yeah 
There's, <laughs> there's also in that scene the I'll leave Lexi to talk about the pirate in particular that she's super into. Um, but there's a shot of her holding what is supposed to be a gun, but just looks like a kind of weirdly corrugated piece of like me- like metal or like siding, like house yeah. siding or something. I didn't even notice <laughs> Not that. Not good. Not good. I was just Don't like worry. that. Are you talking about the the lady pirate with the uh, like beauty mark on her face? Yeah, she's your your. She's uh, like your a. Favorite. She's got like a kind of fifties bombshell thing going though, with like the way they've drawn her, and then she's got her kind of hair like in a wrap. Which, I don't know. She was the only one who stood out to me in this whole episode. She was kind yeah. of interesting. But... Well, and she's like pink you pants, you, pink not... crop top, like looks, yeah. looks pretty boss. You're, you're not standing for Yefit. <laughs> Who? Who? The sh- the short Russian bald one. Oh, with the mutton oh, chops. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. He's mentioned by name like once or twice, right? Yeah. That guy's face goes through so many mutations over the course of this mm-hmm. episode. He he legitimately doesn't look like the same person from scene to scene. No. Yeah. No one does. Like there's. I was like, because I've got it playing on in the background as we talk, uh, on mute, and there's a scene where Nara tilts her head back. But instead of her head tilting back, it just compresses and, like, her forehead flattens out. Like, it's really <laughs> weird looking. Uh, Nara, Nara makes it to her E-frame, and Hollis is like, wait, you gotta let me come with you, and then just fucking shoots her in the back. Uh, and, like, I get his plan, but it's really dumb. Like, it is the dumbest plan. <laughs> right, because you imagine if she just gets that E-frame working... It's over for the pirates. I can't right. imagine if, their if small anyone, arms are. If any E-frame enable squad can escape, it's her tandem E-frame because right. it has fucking stealth. Right. Right. Typhonus <laughs> um, uh, and Barca set up a plan to dis- to explode a a captured or you know a supposedly captured neo sapien ship next to the resolute 2 in order to destroy it and kill admiral winfield and sabaka which is like i okay that sounds cool good plan that's actually a good plan (laughs) um i have written in the notes that there's lots of people like trying to be poetic in this episode and like it's so (laughs) unremarkable that i can't remember what i was trying to make a joke about like i think i think oh what does barca say to hollis he says you have a choice do you choose us or eternal darkness oh it was like the sunrise on venus or eternal darkness yeah that's right that was a good barca voice by the way i appreciate that yes very good at it Uh, I'm twirling my mustache as, yeah. as I say it. And as... it's like going through varying degrees of thickness as you do it. <laughs> Just like a real mustache. Uh, so they set up, they set up this plan. Uh, the Neo Mega who's working with Typhonus, who I don't think we ever learned the name of, is like, I don't trust Barca. And Typhonus is like, I don't trust him either. I'm probably just going to kill him right after anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um right. Would, uh, Bar- you would think like Barca would anticipate this. It seems odd that he's like just yeah. credulously trusting the Neo Sapiens. He's 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 a real dumb traitor. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he only he gets by on pure luck alone. Yeah. Yes. Luck that's about to run out. And, uh, Barca Barca tricks Winfield by telling him that they have this ship, and he gets them to let him to approach the Resolute Two, and then he puts. 
he puts almost all of Abel's squad onto the ship to also explode when it happens. So, again, killing any idea that he was trying to take them alive to give the Phaeton. Um, Yeah. And uh, Hollis, this is real weird and creepy. Hollis demands that Nara be given to him as his captive since he captured her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be read like I'm reading it there, but like... Well, this is, this is all part of Hollis's, like, ooh, I'm going to do a double cross, you know, because I'm actually on Able Squad's team. So, like, in that sense, it does make sense that he's, like, trying to help Nara or save Nara. But again, as you just pointed out, why not just, like, pretend to shoot at her and actually let her escape in the first place? I yeah. 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 Um, and and we, get, we, we get more of this guy named Yefit, who the only thing I remember about him is he looked kind of funny. And he has an inexplicable fake Russian accent. Damn yep. <laughs> um, Russians! You can you just can't trust them. <laughs> oh, wow. Topical. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Squad tries to figure out how to escape as Typhonus's fleet approaches. Marsala can't quite bend the bars; they're they're too strong. Um, and Hollis frees Nara, revealing he was really in a double cross against Barca the whole time. But Barca is, uh, in this case, not stupid enough to trust Hollis. And uh, they catch them in the same takeoff launch bay that uh, Nara was in before trying to get to her E-frame. And Hollis gets shot, but Nara gets into Maggie's E-frame which can still like sit up and shoots the pirates, takes takes the fusion pack from Maggie's frame, puts it into hers, flies away, and warns the resolute too, and then rescues Abel Squad. Like I, I wish I wish I could just say more about these scenes, but there's this... literally nothing happening oh. except I know. these like four sentences of action. Well, that's the thing. So for anyone who's listening to this podcast who did not rewatch this episode with us, like. We are not racing through this because we are hungover or anything like that. <laughs> we are racing through it because that is the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is There's how the nothing. episode treated us. It's like, get in, get out. Just like, get on with it. <laughs> and then and then inexplicably, like she saves Able Squad. But the bomb goes off. And not like... Like, Typhonus didn't set it off early or anything, right? Well, there's a right. timer. There's, a, there's, like, a ten-minute timer. Yeah. So, like, Barca knew it was going to go off in ten minutes, but his ship was too close when it goes off, and his ship is vaporized. Right. Yeah, he's, he's counting down, and it's, like, nine, eight seconds to go, and he's like, oh, shit, I guess we need to, like, get away from this. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so bizarre, because it is. He's, like, he's like all excited. He's like, ten nine eight and it's like oh we're gonna die shit <laughs> well that's it and that's yeah. the end of barca <laughs> oh my god rest rest in peace one of the biggest villains in the show i know <laughs> it's such a shitty end to him that like you because like there could have been a better moment where he really betrays them you know like when they're when they're trying to like do something on mars or some moment that it just really man yeah what a stinker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I don't think there's a single episode in the show other than this one that you can kind of unequivocally say on every, in everything. Like, the animation is shit, the story writing is shit, 
Uh, there's a couple good action sequences, so okay, maybe it's not completely awful. Um, but for the, like, it's just across the board. Like, I this is a D minus episode in a show that usually like the lowest it gets is B plus, and it consistently yeah. runs A A plus all the time. It re- it really sticks out. Like, it, it's the the show is doomed by its own quality to have an episode like this where you're just like, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I really. I would like to know what the story behind the show is. Like, you know, whether it's something along the lines of like, "Oops, we forgot and we had to cram this in," or they, what happened here? Something because it's Eden's too, right? Like Eden's is one of the writers on this. So yeah, and like I like again, I have to imagine that somewhere, somewhere there is a draft of this episode that probably was pretty good, but like maybe you got condensed like that. instead yeah. of being a you know a two or three part arc was like condensed into like one poorly executed episode yeah, yeah. hang on so wait it, what happens because is that the end of the episode uh the last scene is nara and marsala visiting hollis in the hospital oh, that's because right. he got shot and like we get a very kind of vague sense that nara has like a budding crush on hollis yeah that, that's it wasn't really clear her face also looks really weird and distorted in the scene if i remember correctly yeah. Oh, so, like, every scene, yeah. But, yeah, she's like, oh, no, I'm going to stay here with him until he wakes up. Which yeah. is also like, dude, you have, don't you have a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, like what are you doing? for a long time. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, he's, like, permanent neurological damage. It's like, mm, you may be waiting here a while. I'm just, I'm just going to hang get, out. <laughs> yeah. Get that light bulb Algernon made. It'll help. Yeah. And like to your point, so I had this. I have it paused here on my screen, and it. To her, your point about her weird animation. Also, like, there are shots in this where she looks like a really offensive East Asian stereotype. Oh no! It's just because the animation's so bad. Because like it's, her face is all squished up. Yeah, and her eyes are like like really like they look like a really offensive depiction of East Asian people. It's rough like really bad um also so barca at this point too if we think about what's going on in the war venus has already fallen the neo sapiens are in retreat uh it doesn't really seem clear that they can win the war at this point why would i i don't know it just seems odd that barca would like still be doing a traitor i mean yeah they're gonna get venus but venus is already in exofleet hands yeah at this at this point like yeah i i think you could make a really good argument for if barca is at all a pragmatic person and be like oh wait this war could go either way at this point Mm. i think it's kind of past that point though because like neosapien casualties are such that you know i think they're running out of like normal neosapiens which is hence the monster sapiens and i don't know it just the whole the whole thing don't be so near normative cave Oh, shame. Those, oh my gosh. Those crab near sapiens deserve rights just like everyone else. I, I well, and, that, and that's from that's from violence. that's from our point of view as the as the viewer. Yeah, though. that's true. Like maybe maybe like the rank and file soldiers of the exo fleet slash pirate fleet like don't quite have that sense. Yeah, like, I would be willing to accept that as an explanation. That's fair. Yeah, at the time, you know, it doesn't seem like you know you're especially if you're doing the day to day fighting, you're not gonna. Your enemy still feels very much alive, and yeah, I don't know. 
Oh, and, and and I forgot to say that Typhonus, who's like watching this whole thing happen, and they're like, "Well, that explosion didn't happen close enough to the Resolute to destroy it, so I guess we'll just leave." Right. <laughs> we have this like great surprise attack set up. They're in disarray. Let's just go home. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Later. And uh, that's, uh, the and, yeah. uh, that's the episode. That's the episode. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at like some of the uh, the exo wiki and stuff, um, and I, nobody's mentioned anything about like the uh, any like special notes about this episode or anything. But yeah, if anybody knows anything, I'd just be curious. Is there something about this episode that it, it explains just the what happened? Unusual <laughs> lack of quality. Yeah, like what what happened? How? So. <laughs> So like, uh, um, oh wow! Well, now I can't remember his name. One of the, one of the creative one of the one of them head creative guys behind the show. Seagal. Seagal, yeah. So like, if there's the off chance that you listen to this, we still love your show. We yeah. do. But like, I think I think it's fair to say that this is this is the lowest quality work that that your team produced yeah. at this point. We still love it. We still think you're great, but. Like, yeah. Just take take this take this with a grain of salt, please. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the one. It's the episode that proves the, the you know it's the exception that proves the rule. Exo Squad yeah. is a fantastic show. It just has this one. You know, I mean, it's it's like the what was the Breaking Bad, the infamous fly episode. I guess it's like the fly episode of of Exo Squad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Oh. So so we were talking about. Uh, Baratsky and Marsh earlier, and I said I started playing the video game. Oh my gosh, yes. So at the beginning of the video game, they have these profile cards for Rita, Wolf Baratsky, and JT Marsh. And this is for a story that takes place um, before the Neo- before before the Neosapien War here. Mm. Not very long before, like a year before. And we remember how we were talking, like ha- guessing how old some of the characters are. Yeah. How old do you think JT Marsh is at this point? It, 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 I would I be shocked about, if like he's younger than me. I would assume late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, he's like tw- 30, he's 38. 20, he's 28. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Bullshit. No, I cry bullshit. Like, how- I, would, I believe like Nara Burns is 28. How old do you think Wolf Bronski is? <laughs> oh my god. If he's a day under 45, I'm going to like... <laughs> no. What is he like? 32. 32. 20... <laughs> no. No, not at all. Do, do people age harder in the future? Apparently. Is he like, English? R- no offense. Okay. Real <laughs> rough. Like, what real rough 32. Bronski. Yeah. Uh... uh and how old? How old? And also, how much do you think uh, Rita weighs? Rita, I'm guessing, is about thirty-five. And, and probably, how tall is she? Because she's muscular, but like, oh, they do have her height, but I didn't take didn't a picture take, okay. of that. Yeah. So, assuming she's like a little bit taller than the average woman, maybe like a hundred and forty to a hundred and sixty pounds, maybe a little bit more, because she's pretty muscular i don't know i would so, say yeah so, she's like a lean mean like 160 pounds yeah on her profile card it says age unknown weight not available <laughs> what the what? fuck 
Never ask a woman her age. Uh, and, wait, and that was uh, the joke I made while I was recording the Let's Play. I was like, oh uh, <laughs> are they really doing this? I mean, so when, when was this game made? In the 90s? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They definitely, I could definitely see it happening. Also, the game, I, I, I 100% didn't remember this. The game is about time travel. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's an element that is available in this universe, and we're not mentioning it at all in the show. I, I'm just going to leave you with that teaser, and maybe, so, and hopefully someday we'll make a full episode about the video game. We should, yeah, yeah. Are you, yeah. it's a Genesis game, right? It's a Genesis game, Are you yeah. playing it on an emulator? I, I, uh, that would be illegal. Okay, so you are legally mm. playing it absolutely 100% on a Genesis system that I'm sure I you actually, can email me the details about. I actually don't. I actually don't think it is illegal because I own the game and the Genesis. Yeah. But, but yes, I am playing it on an emulator, okay. and uh, you know, I, I will, I will point you in the direction of information you could find about this about the genesis <laughs> system that you're playing this game completely on. Yes, legal yes. information yes. that is available for anyone on the internet about where i not for much longer though. A, a working genesis system which i will legally operate and own <laughs> yeah i'll send that to you excellent but, yeah. yes yes time time travel and you know a lady never tells that that's the themes of, the, of this game <laughs> that should be the subtitle like Adventures in Exo Squad: Colon A Lady Never Tells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think yeah, well, I think we should maybe uh, for when we wrap up because you know we're in the back third of the show now. Um, you know, yep. we can maybe do like a bonus episode somewhere in a few episodes where we talk about the game. Yeah, I am down. Um, well, uh, I'm at note. I might as well end this one. Um, anything you guys want to suggest to people this week? Hmm. What are we? I think we're. Oh I think God. we're wrapping up the lot last, like the last kingdom, because uh, we. I think we missed the fourth season during COVID, and now the fifth season's out, and so we're we're just wrapping up that show. It's fun. Uh, it's like Vikings, but less annoying. Uh, <laughs> it's good, yeah. So I think I think we're really we're not really, and we've just it's been busy with Lexi's stuff. Like I don't know, are we watching anything new, hun? Not that I can think of. We, I don't know. Yeah, with between like finish, finishing the dissertation, finishing out the semester, it's just like a blur of grading and student emails and graduation pictures and yeah, uh, yeah. I got my I, yeah, <laughs> got my first email from a parent asking if I could adjust their their child's grade. Uh, wow. Yeah, it hasn't I'm happened actually yet. surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised that the. You mean your first email this semester? Ever from a parent yeah wow never happened before uh first time huh. uh consequently also my last semester of teaching so that was a uh, that was interesting it's like uh well did you did you take great glee in telling them no uh i don't don't respond actually because i'm uh federally prohibited idea. from discussing um there's a federal regulation prohibiting oh. me from discussing grades with uh people who aren't my student yep interesting so it's hilariously called FERPA. Um, <laughs> FERPA. Yeah. So uh, it's like, oh, I've got bad, bad case of furpies. Um, uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah. But yeah. now it's been, I don't know. We're uh, we're about to hit the road, go do our summer uh, our summer trip to the Shenandoah Valley. So I guess I would plug the Shenandoah Valley uh, for listeners who have uh, not been to uh, rural Virginia. Uh, Shenandoah Valley is 
one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Uh, highly recommend visiting. There's all kinds of lovely stuff to see and do. Um, lots of history, hiking, uh, great, great pubs, really good food. If you're into food, uh, a lot of, a lot of agriculture there. So you get a lot of farm fresh vegetables and meats. Great place. If you're, if you're not into around. food, you can just fucking die. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, you're a doctor now, so you have the authority to say things. I'm like a that. doctor. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. I'm going to swear all over this podcast. Destroy our good name. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, if this this episode of Exo Squad hasn't destroyed everything's good name, um, yeah. Be fine. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, the next one's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything... I I would I I would recommend to anyone who likes who likes good dark comedy. Uh, we just we we started we rewatched Barry season one and two to start into season three. God, that show's so fucking good. Barry. Barry, yeah, it's a sh- it's a HBO show written and starring Bill Hader. Hmm. Hmm. Don't don't know it. I'm, I'm looking it up really right now. Really fucking good. Cool. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, on that on that note, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, sorry for the short episode. Uh, it's not but, our uh, fault. That's just how it. Listen. That's just how it, cur- it comes out sometimes. Yeah, there's there's only so much you can say about Fireship. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, I could say a lot more about it, but none of it's positive. So. Um, it, yeah. It went out. It went out. It went out how it came in, <laughs> quietly. <laughs> Oh, all right. Man. Well, uh, and, and note, weirdly stay... drawn and deformed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, we've got at least good episodes coming up. So yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And looking forward to those. And uh, stay happy, health, and safe, everyone. And uh, have a great uh, rest of your week, day, and all that. Yeah. Enjoy the start of summer. Yeah. If you're in the northern hemisphere, don't be so freaking american centric came on oh god <laughs> i just keep doing micro violences all over the place i'm, I'm enjoying I, i'm going to enjoy my hot neo sapien summer Hell yeah. yes <laughs> all right hot, goodbye everyone <laughs> all right <laughs> bye Squad.